Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I am talking about something today that I feel like a lot of you are probably going to relate to. A lot of you are probably struggling with this because it's one of the biggest things that people tell me they want to stop doing, and that is emotional eating or comfort eating, whatever you want to call it. So does this sound familiar to you? Like you're trying to eat a healthy, balanced diet, trying to up your veggie intake, nourish yourself and make your body feel good. Like, you know, you know that you should be doing, quote unquote, should be doing, but there's just that one catch. Like when you're sad, you inhale a block of chocolate. When you're stressed, you can't resist the packet of Oreos. When you're angry, you hit the Macca's drive through When you're bored, you find yourself finishing a bag of chips. Or when you're tired, you go to town on the Uber Eats app. And no matter how hard you try to stop using food to comfort yourself and to distract you from your emotions – it just doesn't feel possible for you at all. Because even though you always promise yourself that like, this is the last time I'm not doing this again, it's like you get selective amnesia and you find yourself in the same situation every single time a negative emotion pops up. You're still reaching for that like junk food. I hate that term. I don't agree with that term, but you know, it's what everyone calls it. You're still reaching for that junk food to make yourself feel better, except you end up feeling worse afterwards when that guilt, the shame and the regret kick in. And like, (laughs) it's obvious, right? It's obvious. You know that emotional eating is holding you back from your goals and that this cycle is only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse the longer that you're stuck in it. But you have no idea how the heck you're supposed to get out of it. And I think the worst part is that even if you did manage to choose meditation over Maccas the next time you feel crappy, you kind of know that it's not going to last because you feel powerless over those cravings that keep popping up. And you know that you should be able to have the willpower to resist and make healthy choices, but it just feels way too difficult to have that argument with yourself when you're feeling emotional. So you're like, well, screw that. And you just go ham on the comfort foods. So if you could relate to that, same, same. Oh my gosh. I understand those feelings more than you know. I would have won awards if they were handed out for biggest emotional leader back in the day. I used to look at everyone around me who didn't seem to be consumed by this problem. And I felt like they must just be superhumans who aren't, you know, particularly into food. They don't really care about food because if it wasn't that, then the only other answer was that there was something wrong with me and I was destined to be this way forever. And that's not a fun feeling. (laughs) That's not a nice feeling. So let's clarify to start out today what emotional eating actually is. So as the name suggests, emotional eating is when you use food to cope with your emotions. So for many people, that's turning to food when they're experiencing a quote unquote negative emotion. I mean, I feel like we need all emotions. So 
eh, putting the judgment on negative and positive emotions, not my fave, but you know, we're using this as a catch-all term. So negative emotions like stress or anxiety or sadness or anger or frustration. But like, I would even classify eating in response to boredom in this area because the strategies for handling bored eating, and I mean, boredom is an emotion, are similar to any of those other kind of negative emotions that we're talking about. So we're generally trying to cheer ourselves up with food because food is delicious and happy and yummy and yay, we love food. We're seeking that dopamine here that comes from eating something tasty. And generally we get those from the kinds of foods that diet culture tells us not to eat. Things like sugary foods or takeaway or carb heavy foods. So for most people, comfort food is something like a pizza or a block of chocolate or my personal favorite, a bowl of cheesy pasta. It's not really going to be an apple or a big bowl of salad. Like, I don't know how many of you have turned to like, oh, I just want a big bowl of leaves when I'm sad. Not really. It's kind of not what we go for. We go for those other things. We go for the, again, quote unquote, junk food. So here we have the perfect storm. We've got you living in this diet culture focused world that tells you that certain foods are bad and that therefore you are bad if you eat them. And we've got the shitty emotions that you're trying to escape from. And we've got that desire for the said, quote unquote, bad foods. So this combination means that the emotional eating becomes this big, bad thing that you want to stop doing, because as soon as you give in to the desire to emotionally eat, the good feelings aren't going to last. Like that dopamine hit, that like, "Mm, yum, this is a good time. This is making me happy. That feeling, that is not going to last. As we all know, when you emotionally eat, you don't finish and go, oh, that was wonderful. I feel better now. No, you're going to get that guilt and that shame and that anxiety showing up and making you feel even worse because you've got that diet culture voice in your head that tells you, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You're an idiot for eating that pizza. You're a failure. You're bad. All of these negative things, all of these horrible things, this horrible self-talk that we have popping up. And it's because of all of that. It's because we're in this diet culture focused world that tells us eating those things is bad and that we are bad for eating those things. And yet you've got this really strong desire to eat them and the crappy emotions. Of course, it combines together. And it just, like I said, it's a perfect storm. It combines all of these things and we feel horrible about it and we have a bad time. And then we're like, okay, Gemma, I'm going to listen to this episode about emotional eating because I want to stop doing that. Now, Contrary to all of that, I actually don't think that emotional eating is a bad thing. I used to when I was stuck in diet culture, but now I've realized that it's actually okay to eat emotionally sometimes. Like if I've had a tough week, I might Uber eat some Indian food. And if I'm grumpy, I might cheer myself up with a bit of chocolate. But here's the thing. I have plenty of other ways that I cope with my emotions rather than using food now. So instead of food just being the one thing that I turn to when I'm experiencing a negative emotion, like it was previously, that was all I did. Now it's just one tool in the toolbox. And I'll also generally eat far less of the comfort food than I did previously because now I'm in touch with my body's needs and its cues far better than I used to be. So emotional eating only becomes a problem when it's your only coping mechanism and when it's causing you this stress, this anxiety and this shame. Now, my biggest overall solution for you to be free of the negative impacts of emotional eating is to find food freedom and to learn to eat intuitively. (laughs) Wow. Bet you didn't see that coming since that's the big overall high level answer to pretty much any issue with food that I have had and that my clients have. 
But I know that that might not help you so much right now. Like hopefully you're on a bit of a journey and you're already working on that. Hopefully you're working towards food freedom and intuitive eating and all of those good things. But you're probably looking for a way to escape from emotional eating and to feel better about this right now. And we know food freedom takes time. Intuitive eating takes time, takes a lot of effort in a lot of ways. So today I'm going to give you three of the basic steps that I suggest to overcome emotional eating so that you can get started with removing that negative impact that it's having on you right now. So these are three super basic, super easy things that you can implement straight away and yeah, start feeling better. Stop stressing about the emotional eating. So step number one, the first step is to learn to differentiate between physical and emotional hunger. For many people who eat emotionally, when those negative feelings kick in, so do the cravings. You start getting super hungry and you can't stop thinking about your comfort food of choice. You feel like you need, oh, you need to get that exact food right now or you won't be able to cope. Like that is the only thing that's going to get you through this feeling. So when I was struggling with this, I used to get really lonely on a Saturday night. I was depressed. I was living in a new state where I didn't have many friends. My housemate was away. So Saturday nights would be a real trigger for those negative feelings for me. And as soon as that loneliness kicked in, I felt like I was powerless from getting onto the Domino's website and ordering enough pizza and sides to feed a small army. (laughs) And every week I tell myself I wasn't going to do it. Like I'd make some boring diet culture alternative thinking this will make me not need it. Like cauliflower pizza with vegan cheese and broccoli or something. But surprise, surprise, those cravings would come on hardcore and I wouldn't be able to think about anything else. I felt like I was starving no matter what else I've been eating, that didn't matter. I still felt like I was so hungry, so starving. And I'd eat and eat and eat and eat to try and fill that loneliness pit in my stomach. But of course, I wouldn't realize that I was full to bursting until it was too late. And while I felt like I was super hungry, I actually wasn't. That was emotional hunger, not physical hunger. And for a lot of us, it's really hard to tell the difference when you're in that situation. So The very first step is to learn to differentiate between the two. The second step is to recognize your cues and triggers for emotional eating. So like I just said, loneliness was a trigger for me. Saturday nights were also a trigger for me. And eventually, after so many times of doing this, so many times of going through that exact pattern, that exact process, eventually I trained my brain into feeling lonely and therefore wanting comfort foods on a Saturday night. So even when I'd had like a nice day and I'd spend time with my friends, I would still get those urges and start feeling shitty. I would still just randomly start feeling lonely because it was a Saturday night and therefore inhale half a Domino's store in one sitting. And for you, maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's boredom. Maybe it's your weekly work meeting. Maybe it's fights with your partner. There are so many different things that can set you off and can trigger this desire to emotionally eat in you. And becoming aware of exactly what they are for you is a very, very, very important step. Because how are you supposed to change the pattern if you can't even recognize it in the first place? Bringing this into your conscious awareness, really, like, I feel like this is the first step in many of the things I teach. It's not even changing anything. It's just noticing. It's just paying attention, paying attention to you. And knowing yourself more is always, always going to help you with anything to do with food, anything to do with your body, anything to do with your mindset. Because once we know, we can change. And finally, the third step that I'm going to give you today is to implement new coping strategies. So like I said before, emotional eating is a problem when it's your only coping strategy 
or when it's causing you distress. So we need to find other ways to deal with our emotions. Stop trying to distract yourself from them. Stop trying to stuff them down with food. You need to learn to cope with them directly and handle them because you can't avoid negativity in your life as much as that would be wonderful. And how great would that be if we could do that? You can't, it's not possible. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And if you break down every time it isn't, you're not in for a good time. It's just not going to be fun. So first of all, you need to learn to face them, face your emotions and deal with them. And then you can find other ways to move through them and start feeling better again. So maybe you're a journaling girly, or maybe you go and beat the shit out of a boxing bag, or maybe you call your mum. There are 8 billion things on this planet that you can do. And it's about finding what works for you in each of these situations. And I do recommend having different things for different situations because Again, we can't just be relying on one tool, even if it's a healthy tool. If you have to journal, you know, 20 pages every time you feel something remotely negative, that could also be a bad time. You might be doing too much journaling and it might just be taking over your life a little bit. And same thing, like maybe it's going to the gym, maybe it's exercising, but again, that can also become an unhealthy coping mechanism. So we need to find a variety, a little smorgasbord of coping mechanisms for us to dip into and find the one that suits us in the moment. So those are three steps. This was super snappy. I just wanted to make this super snappy, super actionable. Three steps that you can take towards moving away from emotional eating. So if this is something that you've been struggling with for a while or something that's really impacting you, you might need a bit more in-depth support and tools to be able to move past it. So that's why I created the End Emotional Eating online program. It's a workshop and template bundle that's going to help you stop emotional eating and take back control over food in just 30 days. So this is one of my low cost programs. It's only $47 that has a ton of value, so much value, and it's completely self-guided so that you can do it in your own time. So the program moves through three phases. First, you uncover the reason that you're stuck in this emotional eating pattern and set the stage for deep mindset shifts. Next, you learn how to tune into your body and recognize which hunger is physical and which is emotional so that you can nourish your body with what it needs. So basically, We go a whole lot deeper on everything that I just mentioned today. And then finally, you implement my three ultimate strategies for overcoming emotional eating and find new healthy coping mechanisms. So you do that across three workshops, which are accompanied by five bonuses and templates to really put everything you learn into practice. You can't just listen and learn. It doesn't work like that. You've got to practice. You've got to put things into place. So this is why we actually do afterwards, because if you don't do, nothing changes. And the other thing is everyone who purchased End Emotional Eating also gets two of my paid programs absolutely free, completely free included as well. So you get my Hack Your Habits and Motivation Masterclass and my How to Ditch Diet Culture and Take Back Control of Your Health Guide. So if that sounds like something you need, you'll find more info and the link to purchase in the show notes. And then 30 days from now, this won't even be an issue for you anymore. We love to see it. As always, I hope you found this episode helpful and you're ready to take another step towards food freedom and a great relationship with food in general. Don't forget to subscribe and review and I will see you next week.